Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 409 here at the station, 84 degrees and hazy outside. Remember, we're under those alerts. So if you have a compromised breathing, compromised respiratory systems, be careful out there. Well, it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. Today's decisions on student loan uh, bailout, basically. Uh, Joe Biden, our president, is speaking right now um, about the issue. And again, how how is this a surprise to anyone? How how, how does anybody see today's decision and go, oh, my God, I really thought they were going to pay for our student loans? Did, did I mean, was there anyone out there that really thought? At most, I thought that the courts would say there was no standing, which they did in one of the cases. They said that the individual borrower did not have standing, but the states themselves did have standing. And uh, it was that standing issue that even allowed the Supreme Court to, to determine this case. But Joe Biden himself, Nancy Pelosi herself, said in the past, before this plan to appease voters to get votes, this grift that they went through, pushed by the progressives in Congress— and Bernie Sanders, I should say, so not just Congress. Um, they knew that they didn't have the authority to do this. It was, it was. They they knew. I mean, if you really thought that this was gonna, they were gonna turn around and say, "Yep, your, your student debt's wiped away." You know, you're crazy. It's just not the way it was. They told us they didn't have the authority to do this. They they. People think that the president of the United States has the power. For debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. I mean, it's, uh, how much more plain could they have put it to you? Yeah, they tried it. They promised people things and people voted for them. That's the way politics go. Politicians lie to you. They lied to you. It has to be an act of Congress. And even then it might not be unconstitutional. But people are bringing up such things that, that are, are just ridiculous. You know, I, I heard, you know, corporation bailouts and PPP loans, you know, during, during the pandemic. And, and I agree, but you as an individual student borrower, you as someone who has student debt, you do not have an infrastructure below you where supporting you benefits this entire infrastructure. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bailing out car companies. I'm not a fan of bailing out banks. But there's a domino effect underneath them. You as an individual borrower who chose to sign a contract for your student loans, there is no infrastructure below you. And believe me, I've looked into people in our area here in Northeast Pennsylvania who got PPP loans. You have some of the major law firms in, in, in this area, in the city of Scranton, in the city of Wilkes-Barre, that received millions of dollars in PPP loans. And did they really need it? Yes, it paid their employees. Yes, I get it. But could they have paid their employees anyway? Could they have made it through the pandemic without that PP loan? I'm pretty sure. I mean, use your judgment. I don't know. But you know, very wealthy organizations got PPP loans. I get it. But there's an infrastructure below them. It was a bipartisan piece of legislation that went through Congress to do those things. Now, people talk about bankruptcies and such like that. Well, not for nothing, but when, when Joe Biden was a senator... He voted to exclude student debt from bankruptcies. So, and, and again, it was a bipartisan piece of legislation. It was, but Joe Biden, as a senator, voted to exclude student debt from, from bankruptcies. So, you know, maybe you should realize who you vote for at that point. And 
you know, to say that the greedy banks, the greedy, this isn't a greedy bank issue. This isn't greedy taxpayers who don't want to pay your debt. The banks are going to get their money one way or another. The government with, was going to pay the banks that debt. The debt was just wasn't going to disappear. Somebody wasn't waving a magic wand to say, you no longer have debt. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't have had to pay it, pay it as, the, as, the, as the person who took that loan out. But those banks, those entities that gave you the loan were still getting their money. The, the real bad guy here are the universities, are the colleges, are the higher educations that is ripping America off with their inflated costs on what they're charging you, what they're making you take loans out. That's what Congress and the president should be focusing on. And when you look at the nuts and bolts of who this program was benefiting, the majority of people with student loans in America are over 50 years old with advanced degrees making six-figure salaries. That's who was going to benefit from this. Those are the primary people who were benefiting from this presidential wiping out student debt. Not the person sitting in the inner city that's struggling with a Pell Grant to get through school. The majority of people who were eligible and had signed up for this plan are over 50 with advanced degrees and making six-figure salaries. And I'll give you a prime example that I saw because I called them out on social media. Alexandria Biaghi, who was a former New York State senator, posted this today on Twitter. She's a lawyer, and she's a former New York State senator. In 2012, I graduated from Fordham Law School with $180,000 in student debt, loan debt. I've been paying loans for 11 years, even paid two of them off completely. In 2023, my balance is $206,000. Here is someone who went to NYU, one of the top schools in the country. Fordham University Law School, one of the top schools in the country. Was a New York State senator making $141,000 a year and is a lawyer. And she expects you, the construction worker, you, the maintenance person, you, the maid or, or, or a service worker in a restaurant, you, the policeman and fireman, you, the teacher, she expects you to pay off her student debt. Now, I'm sorry. You left school with $180,000 worth of debt. You say you paid off two loans, and now you still have $206,000. Maybe being a lawyer, you should have focused on monetizing your degree. Maybe when you were making $141,000 as a New York State senator, you should have paid more than the minimum payment on your loans. That's what people do. That's what everyone I know does. They pay down their debt. They just don't pay the minimum. They, they just don't cover the, the interest to let it go. Yeah, I understand times were tough, but I'm sorry. Times weren't tough for this lawyer who obviously doesn't know how to manage money who decided she had other priorities than pay her student loans. But these are the type of people that are out there that expect you and I to pay off their student debt. Again, I'm going to say this slowly for the people out there that it's hard for them to understand. The majority of people with student loans in America who qualified for this program are over 50 years old with advanced degrees, meaning master's or doctorates, making six-figured salaries. That's who they're expecting. Now, that's, not who, they're, that's who they're expecting us to pay off our loans for.
Now, that's not who they're parading, protesting now down in Washington in front of Congress right now. Right now, they have people holding NCAA, uh, NAACP uh, banners, you know, people of color, minorities, women saying they can't go to school, my children, this debt's going to crush my family for generations. No, and if you look at the, if you look at the economic part of this, any true economist has said if this would have went through, this would have thrown an economic gas bomb on the inflationary fire that we're suffering now. We're, we're, we're teetering. That's why they're raising rates. Inflation is, is you know, that, on that border. We're on that teeter now. If you would have taken that almost trillion dollars and thrown it into the economy by wiping out people's student debt, it would have been like throwing a gas bomb on the inflationary fire. We would be in recession in a week. And these are the facts when it comes to this. Why is anyone out there supporting paying people's debt that are over 50 with advanced degrees making six-figure salaries? And this is the reality of this. And I just don't get it. I I just don't get, you know, the, the issue here. There are plenty of people out there. We all know them. Callers on these shows all day today. You know, uh, yeah, we should we should cancel student debt, but I paid my student debt. Well, why? Why should we pay other people's commitments? Because they made poor decisions. I mean, here again, here's a lawyer who went to two top schools, and she's literally posting this on social media looking to get sympathy. Basically, all you did was show how bad you are at what you do. You were a New York State senator. You're a lawyer. And you have more debt now than you started because you haven't paid your loans properly and you expect others to do it for you. And this is just an example. You go to, to, to the other, um, you know, real close, the, the other one where the web, the web designer making the, the wedding websites. This isn't about discriminating against any community. This isn't discriminating against the LGBTQ community. This is about forcing someone. It's a First Amendment issue, forcing someone to support an ideology that they don't. She was not denying them service. She was denying promoting something that went against her core beliefs. And that's a pure First Amendment issue. This is not a discrimination issue. issue. This is not anything they're making it out to be. And if you look at the core details of that case as well, this graphic designer, it is about expressing something. It's not about serving them. This is not about not letting black people into a restaurant or making them go through the back door. This is about forcing someone to express something that they don't believe in, forcing someone to say something they don't believe in. That's a pure First Amendment issue. Now, if this was an anti-Semite group or a Nazi group going to a Jewish web designer and saying, we want you to make this website for us, I'm sure people would be a lot different and say, yeah, right, she had the right to, de- to, de- to deny them. This is the same thing. You can't have a double standard. Either there's free speech or expression or there's not. Either there's diversity or there's not. Either there's equity, uh, equality or there's not. It's uh, 421 here at WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. 
Today, dry with sun, slightly smoky from skies from the Canadian wildfires. This evening, thunderstorms possible, high 85. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Tomorrow, partly sunny with scattered showers and thunderstorms. More humid, high 85. Sunday, breaks of sun, scattered showers, high 80. Monday, some sun, scattered showers and tea storms, high 83. Tuesday, more sun, high 88. It's currently 84 degrees and hazy here at 421. At your official weather station, WILK, it's time for traffic. Hey, thanks, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. We have an accident on the San Jose Parkway near the Hanover Mall. You can expect some slowing 81 both directions between Scranton and Wilkesbury. That's just due to heavy traffic. Also, it is all jammed up between Waverly and Lenox. So through that construction on 81 in both directions, they're slowing heading out onto the Casey Highway as well around Dunmore on Route 6 East, plus 80 West in the Bloomsburg area. That is all backed up due to road work. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 426. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. We're talking about the uh, the student loan issue and the 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 cancellation of the forgiveness of such loans. Uh, an ironic part in that video I played you of Nancy Pelosi saying that the, they did not have, the president did not have the authority to, uh, the, or the power to forgive debt, student debt. Um, Judge Justice Roberts actually put that in his opinion, using then Speaker Nancy Pelosi's um, statement as part of the argument that they do not have that. Um, but to, to get back to the the other case, the uh, the free speech speech case, and again, this isn't about denying a protected class services or anything like that. This is this is protecting your individual rights to freedom of speech and expression. And, and I called out the Citizens Voice and the Associated Press earlier today because, of course, they're twisting it, they're gaslighting it, they're using their narrative to get what they need to get out of it. And of course, it's you know the the big bad GOP is 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 taking away rights of our LGBT community and setting us back decades on everything we've accomplished. It has nothing to do with that. It's standing up for First Amendment rights. This is a basic First Amendment right case, rights case rights case that is going to set precedent uh, you know in the future and is is actually a lot more. This is probably the strongest case as far as historical value that they discussed this week. But the Citizens Voice retweeted an Associated Press article saying, in a defeat for gay rights, the Supreme Court's conservative majority ruled Friday that Christian graphic artists who wants to design wedding websites can refuse work with the same-sex, with same-sex couples. That's an outright lie. She did not refuse work with same-sex couples. She, she refused to promote their ideology that that she's her religion is against. Uh, And I said, you know, the AP and the citizen's voice twisting a basic free speech issue into a gay rights issue is astounding. The First Amendment guarantees one cannot be forced to express another's view, even a protected class. That's the core of this argument. That's the core of what was argued here. The government, no one can force you to express another's view. 
That's your, you have the freedom of your expression. You have the freedom of your ideology. You have the freedom of your speech. And again, this is done all the time. When it's done by the left, when it's done by the other side, you know, they manipulate hotels not to have gun shows. They manipulate, and, and I'm sorry, but, you know, possessing a firearm, having a firearm is a right. It's your Second Amendment right. It's actually a protect. You are a protected class if you are a gun owner, if you are a gun carrier. But they do it all the time. They pressure these venues, these restaurants who are having GOP events, who are having anything they disagree with to cancel them because, you know, we see it in schools now that cancel this uh, Riley Gaines. They try and cancel her left and right. They have. They've attacked her. You know, we had a, a, a Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, actually Pittsburgh representative tell Pittsburgh University that she was going to look at the funding if they hosted Riley Gaines to speak there. You cannot, that, that's where this comes from. They can do that, but you as a web designer, you as a cake maker, you as a bakery, I'll gladly make you muffins, I'll gladly make you cakes, I'll gladly design a website for you, but it's against my beliefs, it's against my expression to make a website for you that promotes your gay marriage. If you want to promote, if you want to have a website doing anything else, she did not deny service. She denied it. She denied her services that forced her to express a certain view, and that's the core of this. The First Amendment guarantees one cannot be forced to express another's view. So either you're going to have an absolute First Amendment right or you're not. Either you're going to have a freedom of expression or you're not. We can't have it both ways. And sometimes it's tough. We saw in America here the Supreme Court was unanimous to allow this abhorrent, horrible, disgusting church that was uh, protesting the funerals of our military members coming back, calling them killers. He deserved to die. She deserved to die. Your animals. I mean, we've all seen this, this church. I forget the, the name of the church escapes me. But they were protesting at, at these military funerals d- during the war. And uh, the, 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 the Supreme Court was 9-0 to say that as disgusting as their message is, they had a right to do it. This is no different than a Nazi group, a white supremacist group, a, a uh, anti-Semitic group going into a Jewish bakery, going into a Jewish web designer and saying, I want you to make this neo-Nazi pro website and them saying no. It's no different than that. And if you think that the government should force that Jewish web designer to make a neo-Nazi website, then maybe you should rethink your values of expression in First Amendment because that's the core of this second argument. And if you look at the arguments in their core, not the narratives that they're putting out there where the GOP slanted court is looking to take away rights from LGBT community. No, this is not. This is a pure First Amendment right. And unfortunately, at times, that's difficult. Burning the American flag is difficult for me, but it's a protected right. It's abhorrent for me to see that, but it's a protected right. You know, we can go on and on the list of these things to do, and either you have those or you don't, and you can't have it both ways. And it seems that one side wants to have it both ways when they're in power, and when they're not, they don't want to have it both ways. And you talk about stacking the court or doing this and doing that, and it's all just ridiculous. It's 4.32. Again, uh, I'll get to the phones when I get back, but if you want to discuss these uh, issues, we're going to move on from here. The Westboro Baptist Church, That thank you for the texter on that. Yes, the Westboro Baptist Church. 9-0, the Supreme Court said that they're allowed to do what they did, stand there with family members going to their children's funeral that served our country and desecrated them. 
but it's free speech, it's freedom of expression, and no government entity can tell them otherwise, even as disgusting as it was. It's 432 here at WILK. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 438. It's a song called Stand by a local artist, Nate Hosey, thanking him for letting us use it for this piece. This is the part of the show where we honor our police officers across the nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 84 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history, three from here in Pennsylvania. Um, we're going to start off with Lieutenant Albert Burt Burris of the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police in 1925. Lieutenant Burroughs suffered a fatal heart attack when he was under gunfire from several burglary suspects in the 4800 block of Fifth Avenue in Pittsburgh. Detective Harry Hinkson Boone, Pennsylvania Railroad Police Department, June 30th, 1909. Detective Boone was shot and killed while attempting to arrest four men who were trespassing on a railroad property in Perryville, Maryland. He was shot by two of the suspects as he attempted to arrest other railroad employees put Detective Boone in the train for the hospital in Baltimore, but he died just as the train arrived in Union Station. Four suspects were later arrested that day. The gunman was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to 10 years. Detective Boone had served with the Pennsylvania Railroad Police Department for two years and had previously served with the Chester, Pennsylvania Police Department, survived by his wife and child. And you have uh, Special Policeman David McConnell of the Pennsylvania Railroad Police in 1901. Uh, he was also killed while riding on the outside of a refrigerator car between Chestnut Street Bridge and Market Street Bridge in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, while patrolling the railroad. Um, those are our, our three from here in Pennsylvania. It's uh, 440 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Isn't it vacation weekend? It should be, right? Oh, okay. Uh, do I have to wake up for this? <laughs> it, it should be. It should were, be a really... were you just mumbling or were you, <laughs> you just venting? <laughs> just venting. It should be a really long weekend. Like if you have July 4th on a Tuesday, we should automatically all get July 4th Eve off. I agree. You know, okay. As, as long as we're all in agreement. This Why don't we call it student debt? Student, yeah. We'll, we'll call July 3rd student debt if it's on a Monday. <laughs> hopefully go. we get it forgiven. It can be forgiven. That's right. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentelidata Internet. It is jammed up at Dunmore on 6 East, the KC Highway. There might be a little bit of a minor accident in that area, causing that to be jammed more than normal as you uh, head on to the KC Highway from 81. Also, some slowing 81 both directions. Wilkesbury, Scranton area. Just be prepared to go a bit under the speed limit. Be prepared to stop as you head through that construction and 81 both directions between Waverly and Lenox. And it is bumper to bumper heading into the back mountain on Route 309 South Memorial Highway. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Tomorrow, partly sunny with scattered showers, thunderstorms, more humid, high 85. Sunday, breaks of sun, scattered showers and storms, high 80. Monday, some sun, scattered showers and storms, high 83. And Tuesday, 4th of July, more sun, high 88. It's currently 85 degrees with that haze outside at 442 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 445. You can call or text at 570 883 0098. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, 
Barbara from West Hazleton wants to wish us a happy 4th of July. Hey, Barbara, how are yes, you? Yes, I do, Rob. And, Rob, I want to tell you what my sister said every time someone would bring up about same-sex marriages. She would say that her answer was the best one I ever heard. When God created Adam, the Garden of Eden, he created Adam and Steve, not Adam and, uh, Adam and Eve, and not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's her opinion. I think people should be allowed to love and, and marry who they want. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Uh, this is this is not that. This was a freedom of speech issue with the Supreme yeah, Court decision Yeah, it is a freedom today. of speech. And, and But people don't believe in certain things. They shouldn't have to, you know, go through a whole lot of stuff that they don't need to. So what are, you, what are your plans for the 4th of July weekend, Barbara? Well, I'm, I'm with my legs the way they are. I'm, I'm in here in the apartment. And uh, people spoil me like something crazy, Bob. I mean, <laughs> they bring me stuff all the time, and I keep saying, you shouldn't do that. I'm all right, you know, but they keep doing it anyway. Well, that's good. That's why, that, that's good people right there that do it anyway. That's what yeah. we, we need more of that in America, people that just do so. it anyway. Yeah, I just turned 85 on Saturday, June the 17th. and uh, <laughs> Well, God bless you. Oh, thank you. And uh, it's unbelievable what's going on in this world, Rob. It's so awful. It's just terrible anymore. I said, I can't believe it. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we find our way. I mean, everything's ebbs and flows. Uh, hopefully that, that flow comes in quicker than, than not. Uh, Barbara? Oh, I hope so. Now you have a good fourth and wish your family the same thing. I will do. You have a great weekend, Barbara. Okay, you too. Take care. Thank you. Uh, let's go to... Dave from Kingston on the Supreme Court. Dave. Hey, Rob. Thank you for taking my call. So yesterday, you know, the Supreme Court ruled that a private college can so-called discriminate based on, can so-called discriminate based on race. But today, other private businesses can discriminate on whether a person is gay or trans or whatever reason. Imagine if this happened to that, that's, Christians that, that's in this not what country. The, that's not what the court determined today, Dave. So it definitely did. A private business could now discriminate against someone if they're gay or trans it has or nothing, whatever. It has nothing, it has nothing to do with a private business. You could not be enforced to express other people's okay. beliefs. Right. So it's a private business now could refuse service. For the first time in history, people now have the right to refuse businesses. But I have another issue. So, so let, 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 to- let me ask you a question. If you're a Jewish business owner and you're a website designer or you're a printer and a neo-Nazi organization comes in and says, we want you to, pr- we want you to print up some posters with Nazi sign- Neo-Nazis signals. Neo-Nazis are not protected classes. They're not a protected class in the United States. Gay and trans people are. This, this, is, this, right? is, this isn't about it being a protected class. This but, is about your first amendment. You're trying to make it about a protected class, but it's not. It is. Gay, gay and trans people aren't in protected classes in the United States. They okay. should not have a right to go into a business and get the same services others do. Okay. Again, this is about no one in America can be forced to express another's view. It's as simple okay, as that. Well, That's a First Amendment issue. Now, l- let me ask so, a question. You, you, you own a printing company, and I'm yeah. having an event for firearms, and I come to you and say, I want you to, to, to print up these, these uh, flyers for my event for firearms, and you're anti-gun, you're anti-firearms, you know, and you say anti-Second Amendment, and you go, no, I don't want to do that. Again, should that's you be, not, should uh, you be people forced to do it? who are pro yes. gun are not protected classes. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Actually, differ. actually, a gun owner is the most superior protected class so, in America because it's actually so, listed well, in the Second Amendment, Dave. 
a rock. No, no, no. Answer the question, Dave. You, you, you wouldn't do that, right? You'd, you'd say you're okay with I, them. I would, because I'm a gun owner, but whatever. But that's not a protected class. Okay. This Owning isn't about protected is class. This, this, this isn't about a being a protected being class. A this is about. Is this class. is about. It's the Second Amendment. You are a protected class. It's it's so literally the Second Amendment, these Dave. Two cases. So the case about the the, the website owner and the student loan uh, debt uh, decision today. Both of those were based on false pretests and pretense. None of all of these claims were fabricated. They never happened. That website owner never had or never did any, uh, you know, website design for anyone. And when it comes to the student loan debt, right, that, uh, that wait, wait. Happened. So, so, so the, the, the website, the website, the website, make money. the website designer whose case went through about twelve different courts never happened. Yeah, yeah. She never had to make a gay uh, website, uh, a website for a wedding. No, that never happened. That's right. That that's why. Fiction. That's why you had it fabricated. A, that, it's not fabricated. That's that's why the case happened. She refused she to do it. She never had to do it, and she never was forced she, to do she it. She refused. Ever. Then she wouldn't have had standing, Dave. Dave. Okay. And, good. Tell me about and, the student loan. Tell, tell me about the student loan. By what? Oh, no, no. Okay. a right-wing think tank, religious think tank, who funded this. Hey, I know. There's always a conspiracy theory. It was a great well, day no, for the. It was a great day for the first. It was a great day for the First Amendment, Dave. You so want to make it an anti-discrimination case? You can. But let's talk about the student loan. Go ahead. Yes, yes, that's what I'm getting to. So again, that Missouri case, okay, that was fabricated as well. That state would actually make money. No one knows harm because of these student loan debts. Second of all, okay, we could give. Tax cuts to corporations and billionaires far over what the student loan debt we forgiveness would cost, and that's okay. So I'm hope I'm glad that people think that's good that you you like the Republicans. Dave, I, I, dis- I discussed this already. Do you, do you realize? Do you realize the majority of the people who applied for this, the majority of people who qualify it, are people with advanced degrees and Americans over Actually, fifty? Actually, no, that's not true. With, it's mostly like no, it's not. It's not, Dave. It's not. Women. That's what you want it to be. It's not. That's not the facts. No, that's that's not happened. the case. It, it it's just not. I don't have to look it up. I did look it up, Dave. Uh, okay. That's not the facts. Yeah, some people who are rich and have high-end degrees or doctors or stuff. The majority benefit, of the people who people applied for this loan. their college degree. So we should pay the, for their for their debt? So, so again... So, so, so not, not only did so they not only did they take not only did they take on debt that not only get major not only did they take on debt that they couldn't afford, but they failed at what they were going in anyway. And I should pick up the slack there, Dave. You should pick up construction workers, uh, cafeteria workers should pick up the, uh, the 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 slack there. That's just not the way this works, Dave. So, Rob, but one thing, one more question I want to ask you. So when talking about the Supreme Court, why don't you want to talk about the corruption of the Supreme Court? Like it just was reported today that Sam Alito's wife sold a bunch of land to a fossil fuel company while uh, Alito was uh, rolling on a case that benefited, and he ruled in favor of the fossil fuel company. Okay, why they, don't you want to talk we, about the What do you mean why, I, why I don't – we've talked well, about it every time you've brought it up, and I, I've listened. It. No, I, I dismissed it. it because both sides have done it. Every single sitting no, member – not to Dave, every, sing, every single member of the – I'll say it as plainly as I can – Every single member in the past 40 years that has sat on the Supreme Court has taken gifts, Why aren't benefits, you calling your Republican, travel. Why you Republicans in office that you voted for? Why aren't they calling for ethics 
among the Supreme Court. Okay, you know Thomas, his ruling on the EPA. I, yeah, I, I know, I know, Dave. He, he's bad. He did something here that everybody else did. I, I get it, Dave. You, yeah, you, no, you, you're beating a dead horse. You're betting a dead horse. You're betting a dead. You're beating a dead horse. They've all done it. Dave, no, I went through the list it. for you. I went through the list for you. How many times do you have to hear it before it finally sinks so in? Just because you don't want every every single mum every something single something that had to do with a book. D- Dave, I'm going to try again. Every single member of the Supreme Court, every sitting justice has accepted trips, has accepted gifts, has accepted benefits from people who have had business before the court and people who haven't had business before the court, but they might. So I don't know how more plainly I can put it to you. I understand you just want to pick and choose the ones that you want to defend, but it's that you are. I think there should be ethics on the court. And I agree with you. I agree with you. That go against the rules of you. You have a Republican Party that's not calling for that, Rob. That's my point there. How come the Senate hasn't brought it up then? Well, first of all, the thing that has been doing on other things. Okay? Oh, okay. So, so, and, okay. So, is the House then, Dave? We, we're gonna, Dave, we're going to have to leave it there. You have a great the House Fourth of July. Controlled by Republicans. Uh, oh, and the Senate's <laughs> controlled by Democrats. Why don't they bring it up then? Okay. If it's so important, they why should. hasn't the president brought it out and said this is one of my platforms? I want it done. Well, I think he has called for ethics on on the Supreme Court. Uh, listen, Joe Biden is calling for nothing but pudding. We're going to leave it there, Dave. I appreciate you call. You have a great Fourth of July. It's four fifty-five here at WILK. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 457. Um, for the chief seats out there, I'm going to go through this again. Gifts and benefits for the Supreme Court justice is across the ideological spectrum. It's always gone on. Thomas, yes, has included gifts. Alito's, yes, has accepted gifts. But let's go through them. Late liberal justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg in 2018 took a trip to Israel, compliments of billionaire Morris Kahn, who had business before the court just a year earlier. Late Justice Antonio Scalia took at least 258 subsidized trips while he was on the court, and he was one uh, uh, the one that suddenly died in 2016. Uh, Scalia's more liberal colleague, retired Justice Stephen Beyer, took at least 225 subsidized trips between 2004 and 2016. They include a 2013 trip to an exclusive island of Nantucket, compliments of a private equity billionaire, David Rubenstein. Gabe Roth, executive director of the group Fixed the Court, reported. Um, there's been some 1,309 trips Supreme Court justices took compliments of others between 2004 and 2019. Every single justice has accepted gifts and done the things that Democrats are only pointing at Alito and Thomas for. So if you're going to be honest, let's be honest. And if you want ethics rules for it, I'm fine with that. But don't say, how come your Republicans didn't do that? Well, you know what? The Democrats are in charge of the Senate. The Democrats have the uh, executive branch. How come they haven't called for it? Because this is just the way it's been for decades. And I agree. Let's change it. Let's get a code of ethics for the Supreme Court. But don't pick and choose and say, well, Thomas and Alito, when they've all done it, every single one of them. Stop being disingenuous. Be honest. Let's fix the problem. Let's work the problem. And don't say all the Republicans haven't done anything. They haven't called to fix this. Well, neither have the Democrats. You have two entities, the Senate and the presidency, that could call for this tomorrow. But they haven't. So, again, by saying it's just the Republicans is disingenuous. It's 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this.